the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. It is indeed. We continue on the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, the answer into hour number two now at eight minutes past 10 o'clock. It is a Thursday, and it is the 16th morning of the month of August in the year of our Lord, 2018. Thanks again to uh, Bob Paduchik for joining us. We are guest-free in hour number two, so if you would like to get in on uh, the uh, discussions that we are having today, do it now at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. You can tweet to me at France Radio. Uh, otherwise known as Radio Done Right. I've got uh, the uh, handle there is Radio Done Right. You can also Facebook to me at France Radio as well. You might see an astounding message on uh, my Facebook and Twitter feeds right now. Um, but you're going to want to read it to the end uh, because it's real and it is, it is legitimate. Breaking news story. Audio tape has surfaced of the president using the N-word. That audio is available right now. And I tweeted it at France Radio on uh, 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 and uh, Radio Done Right, I should say, on Twitter, and I Facebooked it as well at France Radio. So there is audio tape there. Check it out for yourself and give it a listen. It just might not be what you think, but that audio has surfaced. All right, what else has surfaced is that uh, President Donald Trump finally did what's, uh, what a lot of people believe and have advised him to do for a very long time. The president has revoked the security clearance of one of the leaders of the resistance, one of the biggest obstructors of justice, one of the biggest obstructors of national security uh, that has been working in the uh, D.C. swamp for a very long time. Uh, Former CIA director John Brennan. John Brennan has been uh, more than just a thorn in the president's side politically. He has been a danger in many people's estimation uh, to national security. And President Trump finally revoked his security clearance. He no longer has access to classified data that he shouldn't have access to. 
because a former intelligence director has absolutely no bearing whatsoever on uh, what is going on now with respect to securing and protecting this country. Uh, especially when you are the, rele- the leader of the resistance. Well, John Brennan didn't suffer this, uh, this indignity lightly. John Brennan took to Twitter, as he always does, to criticize the President of the United States, saying, and I quote, the action, this action, rather, this action is part of a broader effort by Mr. Trump to suppress freedom of speech and punish critics. It should gravely worry all Americans including intelligence professionals, about the cost of speaking out. My principles are worth far more than clearance. clearances. I will not relent. Well, we know you won't relent, Mr. Brennan, which is one of the reasons why you have lost your security clearance. But it's not speaking out. It is obstructing the president's mission as commander-in-chief of providing security to this country inside and out. You are an obstacle in that effort. And there is no reason whatsoever that you should have classified information, security clearance to get classified data, because it is unknown what you will do with it. Ever since President Donald Trump took office, what has been arguably... Arguably, you could probably raise a few different uh, items for this question, but what has been the number one problem with the president's ability to govern and to establish policy and to uh, put in place the uh, the agenda, the items that he had listed in his campaign promises, and to be able to check these things off? What has been, arguably, the number one obstacle? To me, in my line of thinking, that obstacle has been leaks. Washington, D.C., leaking like a sieve, not even really since President Trump was inaugurated, but since he was elected, even during the transition period. Obama mainstays, Obama holdovers at the DOJ, in the intelligence community. Um, These individuals have been actively working to undermine the president's agenda. They've been subversive, quite frankly, in trying to stop the president. This is what the entire FBI, the sordid FBI affair is all about. Why do you think James Comey is no longer director? Why do you think Andrew McCabe is no longer the uh, deputy director? Why do you think Peter Strzok, a senior agent, is no longer employed by the FBI? Why do you think Lisa Page, uh, FBI counsel, is no longer employed by the FBI? And why do you think it should be noted, or it should be a fact, that Rod Rosenstein is no longer a part of the DOJ? He is, but he shouldn't be, because these people have been leaking classified information if they think it will hurt Donald Trump politically, never paying attention to the fact that political strikes against Donald Trump can become national security strikes against the United States. Harming one can effectively harm the other. That's why these people should not have security clearance. And the idea that some of the names that I just mentioned still do have security clearance is just, it's, it's, it's a slap in the face to reason and common sense. I mean, I just want you to think about this. Listen to some of the names, as I said, that still have clearance. Brennan doesn't. It is said now, it is believed, that the president is considering the security clearance status of others, including James Clapper, who still has it. Comey. Michael Hayden, former CIA director. Sally Yates former deputy AG who refused to do her job when Trump came in. 
Uh, Andrew McCabe, former deputy director of the FBI, struck, as I mentioned, Lisa Page and Bruce Orr in the DOJ. All of these individuals are complicit in some capacity or another with leaking information that is they believe will be harmful to the president, even if it puts uh, the country at risk in, in a security fashion. They've been either guilty of leaking or they have been part of the collusion and the conspiracy to try to stop Donald Trump from winning the presidency. And I point now to uh, Andrew McCabe primarily, as well as Strzok and Lisa Page in that effort. John Brennan as well. These people were responsible for, hey, we have to stop this Trump guy from winning, but we don't have to worry too much about it. He's not going to. But let's just make sure that we clear the path for Hillary and people like Strzok who were directly involved with the Hillary investigation of her unsecured, illegal email server, her destruction of 30,000 or more emails that were required and subpoenaed by Congress to be turned over, her bleach bidding of her hard drive uh, on her uh, uh, server and her computers so that nobody can recover anything from them. Let's clear her in all of that so that she isn't harmed when it comes time to win the presidency, then we won't have to worry about anything. But just to be sure, we have to have an insurance policy, Strzok said. And that, of course, would be let's make sure we can stop Trump if he does win the election. Because if he wins wins the election, everything that we've done and are doing is going to be undone and it's going to be uncovered. And some of the stuff that we're doing is probably going to land us behind bars. Hence, the Mueller team was was forged. The Mueller Russia investigation, the meddling investigation uh, probe was launched. That's exactly what this was all about. And yes, John Brennan had a role in that. The Hill this morning reporting that the president, uh, in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, um, considered the Russia probe as part of his decision to strip John Brennan of his security clearance. Quoting from The Hill, Trump, uh, in an interview, attributed his decision to revoke ex-CIA Director John Brennan's security clearance to his role in the early stages of the investigation into Russian interference in the election. (laughs) Trump told, excuse me, Trump told the Wall Street Journal uh, yesterday that he considers Brennan and other former intelligence officials whose clearance he is considering revoking among the leaders of the investigation. I call it a rigged witch hunt. It is. It's a sham, he said. And these people let it. So I think this is something that had to be done. Again, and, and the, this cannot be disputed. The Russian investigation into meddling and the, the phony, made-up allegations of Trump collusion with Russian officials to get this, uh, this meddling done has absolutely impaired the president's ability to govern, to lead, to provide national security policy. He is being obstructed every single turn. And, and some of the individuals who are responsible for it, uh, including John Brennan, are, are now you know kind of paying the price. I don't want to make it paying the say paying the price as if it's um, punitive or uh, in some way you know retribution because it's not. It's just it's necessary to stop it from continuing into the future. How about that? It's not about punishment for past misdeeds, but for the likes of Brennan, it's we have to stop him from his, from his ability uh, to obstruct what we are doing uh, at the same time. He is not part of the government working for the people now. Can we make that clear? He is not part of the government working for the people. John Brennan is a part of the resistance to the government. 
John Brennan is a part of the resistance to the will of the American people who voted President Trump into office. He is a duly elected commander-in-chief, and John Brennan cannot stand that and is working actively to subvert his implementation of his agenda. The irony of that, in my mind, is that John Brennan was the lunatic former CIA director who went national after President Trump's summit with uh, Vladimir Putin in Helsinki and declared the president a traitor, an enemy to his country, saying that he is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. I mean, first of all, the absurdity of that cannot be overstated. Russia is not our military enemy today. We are not engaged in war with Russia. If you want to call them a geopolitical enemy, that's fine. But the, for, to the letter of the law with treason, we're talking about somebody with whom we are at war. If you give aid and comfort to them, that is treason. But the irony of that is, just by saying, hey, he sat down with Putin and didn't give Putin a stern talking to and a finger in the face about the uh, meddling, that means he committed treason. What do you call what John Brennan himself has done? John Brennan has actively attempted to undermine the policies of the President of the United States. And as such, as he tries to weaken the Commander-in-Chief, does that not give aid and comfort to our quote-unquote geopolitical enemies? He is actively working against the Commander-in-Chief, actively trying to undermine his implementation of his agenda that he was elected to, to, to uh, implement. So when you are working against the interests of the people, by very definition, the president voted by the people is the representative of the people. When you are actively working against him, you're working against them. You're working against the country. If treason charges, and I think they are totally trumped up in either case, but if treason charges applied to anybody here, it's not with a president who sat down with a foreign leader and didn't... didn't um, didn't uh, repudiate that leader enough to your satisfaction. If anybody's actions here fit the definition of treason, it would be that of former CIA director John Brennan, CIA director John Brennan, who is actively trying to undermine the president of the United States. All right, I would love your thoughts on this. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten gets you here as well. Twitter at Radio Done Right. I'll read the best tweets coming up as well. Right here on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Of Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. I did not realize this uh, as we went into the last break, but Samuel, our producer, uh, played just a few notes of uh, respect, R E S P E C T. And I did not pay attention to it just because, well, it's just going into a break and it was only a few notes. He did that for a reason, though. Uh, out of R-E-S-P-E-C-T to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, who has passed away. Uh, just uh, becoming aware of this, I guess in the last 15, 20 minutes it was announced, uh, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, has passed away. Uh, at the age of 76, she had advanced pancreatic cancer. That is a horrific, horrific disease that has taken far, far too many people that are well-known and beloved. 
uh, throughout the entertainment industry, music industry, and I can personally tell you the uh, the number of people that I know who have uh, suffered from that horrible, horrible malady. Long-time great Cleveland sportscaster Casey Coleman, by the way, among them. But Aretha Franklin um, died at her Detroit home at 9.50 this morning. So there you go, about uh, about 30 minutes ago. Uh, terribly sad moment, and uh, our prayers and condolences, obviously, to the Queen of Soul, her family, friends, and, of course, her legions and legions of fans who have been inspired by her music through uh, these past many decades. Very, very sad news. Um, Dan is calling from Middleburg Heights. Dan, thanks for waiting. You're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, Bob. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but several weeks ago, I'm tying this in with the, the Brenner you know, discussion you're having. Yeah, John Brenner. And, and I, I have a book written in the 90s called uh, 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 Compromise, the Bush, Clinton, and the CIA. is written by a handler of the CIA, Terry Reid. And this goes back into the 80s in, in Arkansas when Clinton was um, um, governor. And the whole theme of the book was is by uh, the CIA using Arkansas to run drugs and money laundering through Minar Airport, Clinton uh, achieved the presidency, okay, as, as a reward. That being said, one of, one of Terry Reed's handlers in the book mentioned that as the CIA controls the executive branch and the Justice Department, and this agent says, we don't care if it's Republicans or Democrats in the presidency. It don't matter to us because our people are also in, in the upper levels of the FBI, which, fast-forwarding to our time, it, it's just kind of ironic to me that, you know, with all the corruption we have in the higher levels of the FBI that we've experienced now, that tells me guys like Brenner were still on the hook with security clearances because they do control through the Justice Department still to this day. Now, Trump being the outsider was a curveball for all these people who are the deep state. And that's why Brennan's still spouting off and will continue to because he represents all those people that control the whole government that was there before Trump got there. Trump cannot get rid of all these people all at once because it's too big. But piecemeal, he will if he can be president long enough. That's uh, that's fascinating. I'm uh, a little embarrassed to say I'm not familiar with that book. What did you say it was called? Compromise, Bush, Clinton, and the CIA, written by Terry Reid. It was written in 1994. Terry Reid. it goes Reed. back okay. into the 80s. So just his second year, Clinton's second year of uh, in office at that time. At that time, right. But yeah. this Terry Reid was a hand, he was handled by the CIA. He was an asset for the CIA. Right, right. He was a businessman who was also an airline pilot that was an expert in handling airplanes to run drugs and launder money through Arkansas, Medina Airport. <laughs> wow. Well, that's amazing. I, I had not that's heard this. I'm going to have to look into that book. No, I believe you. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was all about that? The Medina Arkansas deal with Clinton goes back to the 80s. That was all on 2020, back in, back in, the, in the early 90s. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to look that book up, and I appreciate you letting me know what it was, because um, uh, that is something that probably should be explored, uh, and hopefully maybe, you know, more of main, well, I can't say mainstream media, I can't say, the you know, they're going to do this on CNN, but perhaps on some of the national media, the national conservative media you can trust can look into something like that. Uh, my my belief, of course, with John Brennan and throughout all of this is simply, you know, this is a a, a butt hurt liberal who uh, does not like the fact that Donald Trump won. He doesn't uh, believe in anything Donald Trump believes in, and he's trying to do everything he can within his power to take him down. Um, 
if there's more to it than that, by way of what you just described, it is certainly something that should be explored. I will say this, though. John Brennan, now uh, uh, stripped of his security clearance, has accused President Trump via Twitter of trying to suppress his freedom of speech, that this is punishment. Stripping him of his security clearance is punishment for speaking out against the administration, and it's a violation of his free, free speech. He's not the only one. Other, other uh, leftists are, are making the same claim, including Richard Blumenthal, Senator Richard Blumenthal, another uh, lib anti-Trumper, uh, who is suggesting that this is revoking, Bren- revoking Brennan's security clearance is revoking Brennan's First Amendment rights. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm going to read it for you. Here's the First Amendment again. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully, peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I, 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 that's it. I didn't leave any words out. I don't see anything in the First Amendment that says, thou shalt be entitled to national security clearance. There is nothing that says, if you lose your security clearance, you have lost your freedom of speech. And there's nothing that says, if you say things that the president doesn't like, you get to keep your security clearance. I think they're kind of making this up. John Brennan hasn't lost his freedom of speech. He has simply lost something to which he was never entitled after he left the CIA. Not by the Bill of Rights, not by the U.S. Code, not by anything. He is not entitled to security clearance. That is a privilege. It is not a right for anybody who used to work for the government, especially if you're working for the deep state that is trying to bring down the actual government. More coming up after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day Lord, it made me feel so tired Before the day I met you Voice of an angel, I mean honestly Quite literally now The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, passed away earlier this morning. And condolences and commemorations and memorializations of her wonderful career uh, coming in from all over, not only the country, but the world. What a beautiful voice. What an absolute legend uh, in the music industry. And, uh, yeah, she had the voice of an angel while she was alive, and now she has one quite literally. She was 76 years old. She passed away of pancreatic cancer. Uh, in her Detroit home earlier this morning. Again, prayers and condolences to everyone who loved the Queen of Soul. Uh, let's go to Jane, who has been waiting patiently now on AM 1420, The Answer, to get in this morning. Thank you, Jane. Uh, go right ahead. You're on the air. Uh, this is Jan. Oh, Jan. Uh, Sorry. I got Jane. You know, My bad. Uh, I, don't, I haven't been listening that closely. Have you mentioned that Brennan voted communist? Yes. And, and, and never, never, ever should have had a, a job with any state... Uh, government in my mind 
and he has never apologized or to my knowledge or expressed regret for his vote for for a communist that that that's one of, that's a great point that nobody has really ever talked or not very many people talk well, about in 1976 he voted for the communist candidate for crying out well, loud well i would like i would like all those newspapers that are have colluded to uh bash trump at the at the same time i would like them to also put that in their paper yeah, I would too. I, you know, it would be really, it would be really important. And you know what? They're not going to. Uh, you know, nobody that's that's in the pocket of the liberals and the you know the mainstream media, the newspapers, and so on that carry the water for the left. They're not going to. But what I would like to do is have at least more people on Fox News, more people on uh, conservative media websites, more people on national conservative radio shows uh, to get that message out there as well. And I'll take ownership of it too here. Uh, you know, at the local level because that's the kind of thing that should be trumpeted. You know, those who back John Brennan in this war of words with Donald Trump are backing somebody who was once, if not still, affiliated with the Communist Party and voted for a communist in 1976. How come nobody talks well, about that? Well, that 1976 is not that long ago in, in, my, no. in my mind. Uh, he, he should have known better. If, if that was his way of thinking, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trust him an, an inch. No, I wouldn't for, for being for being uh, faithful to uh, the United States of America. Thanks for taking my call. You Bye. got it, Jan. Thanks for the call. It's uh, you know Florida uh, representative and gubernatorial candidate Ron DeSantis who brought this up last month. Um, it was in July. I don't remember exactly when, but he actually said in an interview on Fox News. But nobody really follows up on it, and you know, kind of brings that to the awareness. the The candidate here who has been the or not candidate, beg your pardon. Uh, one of the central figures here in American government, former CIA director John Brennan, who has been arguably the president's most staunch, staunch critic in Washington. And there are a lot. And I'm discounting, you know, lunatics critics like, uh, like, uh, uh, Maxine Waters. I'm discounting lunatic critics. And I'm talking about just in Washington, D.C., the Hollywood critics, the Rosie O'Donnell idiots and people like that of the world. Forget about. But, but in terms of, uh, you know, people who are at some of the, most powerful levels of government, like CIA director, uh, those types of people, nobody's been a more staunch critic of President Trump than John Brennan. And the left has embraced the living heck out of John Brennan because he's one of us. He's a part of the resistance. In fact, he leads the resistance. Well, who is he and how does he relate to the modern Democratic Party? And the answer is, well, he was a communist. And the modern Democratic Party as evidenced by DNC Chair Tom Perez, who declared Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as the future of the Democrat Party, a future, or a woman, I should say, uh, whose future is in, in, that she envisions is socialism, which, as we all know, is communist light, for crying out loud. It, it should be noted. But Ron DeSantis said on Fox News uh, last month that, that, that Brennan was a member of the Communist Party during the Cold War. And he's right. Whose side is he on? Not the president's. It could be argued. I mean, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly how his feelings have changed in the last forty years. Maybe, maybe quite a bit. Maybe quite a bit. But what I do know, it, it is true, is that he voted communist in nineteen seventy six, and then in nineteen eighty he joined the CIA. Wait, what? How on earth can that happen? I don't know, but it did happen. So that's a very important part of the story. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, where are we headed now? Khalid in Cleveland. I have not heard from Khalid in a while. It's good to have you back on the air, my friend. How are you? 
Excellent, excellent, Bob. Real quick before I get to my point, uh, the previous caller uh, before the last one talked about uh, the book Compromise. I read that book back in the early 90s when it came out. Outstanding book. There's a lot of it that has been corroborated through news accounts, court records. That is a, um, an amazing account and probably the best account of the whole Clinton Mena Arkansas situation uh, that I've seen. And I've, I've looked into that in the subsequent years fantastic book so if you ever get a chance to check it out i would definitely recommend that um when you say also, khalid hold on when you say you've uh, looked into that in subsequent years were you able to find other materials to corroborate some of what oh, uh what what the the caller described absolutely absolutely because a lot of it is, is is media accounts court records uh you name it uh things that have taken place with subsequent characters in the book uh, various accounts of the Ryan Contra situation. I mean, it, it is a fantastic account. And if you follow the trail of the accounts in the story, it, 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 it all lines up. So it isn't in some kooky conspiracy book. Uh, it is a fantastic book. Well, that's good to know. I am going to look that up. I uh, I have not heard of it before, so it's always that's what I love about doing this show with intelligent people because you get people who are aware of things that I don't know. They educate me as much as I'm able to uh, bring information to them as well. So I'm glad to know that. And why, why do you suppose it is that isn't more well known and more more well discussed? And especially, think, especially with the CIA, the situation that we're discussing right now with the likes of Brennan, uh, you know, that, that would seem to be of particular relevance right now to some of the national guys. And I'm not impugning any one of our great Salem national hosts or anyone else, but I haven't heard anybody else talking about it either. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that real simply, there aren't a lot of real journalists left. Uh, there are a handful. Most of these kids who are essentially uh, pretty faces who read teleprompters, and who who have who, who know how to use Google, and that's about it. Uh, these these aren't real journalists, and they aren't interested in really understanding the big picture. Nor do they have a clue about what the big picture is. So there's just not a, a lot of real journalists out there left. And the ones who were real journalists, uh, they're a little bit over the heads of, of a lot of these pretty faces on television. That's just that's just a fact. So that's my I believe that. I started reading about this over you know. 25, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and it poured through volumes and volumes of this stuff, and you just start to see everything line up uh, as to how this all makes sense. And, and it hasn't uh, changed, yep. you're saying, you're, uh, Khalid, it hasn't changed, and, and the other caller said, um, th- through through both parties' runs uh, in the White Absolutely. House. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only thing that remains constant, because it's bigger than the executive branch. And a lot of people look at the president as a king. The president controls one branch of a three-branch government. He is not a king or dictator, as everybody wants to, you know, well, and to talk not, about. Not only that, I mean, he doesn't even control that one branch, because what you're saying right now, you know, CIA and as part of, of DOJ, I mean, that is the executive Correct. branch, and if they're controlling it, then he, by definition, really is not. He's controlling very little in terms of, you know, really who is making the decisions. Um, Correct. That's, it's, sort that, of like a, it's sort of like a head coach versus the front office and the and the, the general manager and the owner. Okay. We know that with the head coach is sitting on the sidelines and working with the players, but we also know up in the front office we don't see 99% of what goes on in the front office, and that's sort of uh, the relationship I would, or analogy it, I would is use. That why, is that why, in your opinion, Khalid, um, and I really am trusting you on this because I know how knowledgeable you are, and you read this book and you said you've, you've done some study follow-up study, is that the primary reason why so many of these um, uh, deep staters hate President Trump? It, it's not just about his 
crassness, his vulgarity, his grabbing women by the blah, blah, and all of this other stuff. It's not that. It's it's just that this outsider uh, is coming in and not playing ball the way every other president has. Um, he's been harder to control than the other ones have. Is that is that really what, what we're saying here? A hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. He is not the guy who is who is uh, malleable. He, I mean, in, in in many cases, I mean, yeah, he can change his mind on certain things. But when it comes to these people, uh, you know, at the top, the deep staters, they want somebody to mold into the traditions that have taken place. And this is why a lot of the media doesn't like. They're not used to the status quo being shaken up, and and it needs to be shaken up. And this is not what they're used to. So automatically, since they're not used to it, it's wrong. Why are you not doing it the way that people have done it the last 50 years? Uh, this is how things continue, because each person that they put into the office go ahead, fits right into the mold that has been cast before him. No matter this the party. They can be polar no opposite from one another, polar on the ideological yeah. spectrum, you're saying. And, and this includes Reagan and Bush 1 and Bush 2? Well, I think to a certain degree, Reagan, uh, but to a certain degree, Reagan kind of did things a little differently. Like when he called the Soviet Union an evil empire, that, that shook up a lot of people. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, uh, he, he did things sort of his own way, but at the same time, he did fit into the mold as well because the, the apparatus, the machinery is going to continue regardless of who's in office. And that's what people need to understand. But when did it really begin? When did it really begin? That, when did it really begin? It because the book, the, book, the book you said was, or the other caller said, was written in 94, two years into Clinton, and it's, and it's referring yeah. back to this long-running, um, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes power, uh, uh, powerful entity, if you will, that's manipulating the presidency. So, I mean, d- does it touch on when this began? Did it begin in the 70s? Did it begin in the 60s? Uh, during the, this, you know, the... This is Cold War stuff. You know, right, so, everything, the, the, the Cold War was the, was the game changer with terms of how our intelligence agents... Yeah, but the Cold War lasted a few decades, though. The Cold, Cold War lasted a few decades, however, so I'm just kind of wondering when it started. Well, it started right around the beginning of the Cold War. Okay. Because uh, once it started, once the Cold War began, that was a game changer, and that's when our intelligence agencies began to uh, spread the, their tentacles around various parts of the world and, uh, you know, conduct policy in various places and operate their own shadow diplomacy. So it started around then and it ramped up throughout the 50s, 60s. So was Brennan, so was Brennan one of the key mem- you know members of that to 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 establish that shadow government? I mean again, he voted and acknowledged in 76 that he voted for the Communist Party, the US Communist mm-hmm. Party candidate. Then in 80, he applies to the CIA and is mm-hmm. and is accepted despite his remember in the Cold War ended uh when in in uh, uh, ninety ninety one? Well, yeah, yeah I mean Reagan Reagan got the wall torn down, but I think officially kind of in in ninety one. So Correct. so in other words, for at least at least those eleven years since he went in in eighty to ninety one, we're in the Cold War, and he is a communist voter, and he's now in the CIA. I'm just wondering how formative he was in the creation of this, um, you know, this. Uh, this this I don't even, this entity, if you will, that was you know running everything through Arkansas and so on and so forth. Yeah, I don't know his role in that, but I can tell you that someone like him would have been perfect uh, for the CIA at that time because he actually had a, a, a communist mindset. I believe that's how he worked his way in because he professed to switch to the other side. He professed, professed to uh, denounce communism and move towards, uh, you know, 
more of a Western, uh, you know, capitalist, democratic, you know, form of thinking. And he worked mm-hmm. his way into the CIA. Uh, I don't know what some of his activities And then Obama were. makes him director. Obama makes yeah. him director, which is Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, another I, very I tell telling. Well, I tell you what, he could have been one of those subversive types, because CIA has its subversive <clears throat> types. There's not, they're not a monolith. They've been fighting against each other for many, many years within the agency. And this is yeah. some of the things that, uh, uh, in the book, Compromise, it talks about. There's mm-hmm. wars within this agency, and who's to say what side Brennan was on in that right. war? But, but uh, Mr. Reed talks about it a lot in this book, this interagency wars that take place, not just within the CIA, but between the CIA and the FBI and the DEA and all these other groups. And, and I'll shoot you another title uh, that sort of parallels this book which was written by a former DEA agent, he talks about these things also. So, Well, it would seem that I've got a lot of reading to do. Them. Yeah, it would seem yeah. I've got a lot of reading to do. So you, you know how to reach me, so send me the titles and any other information you have, my friend, and, yeah. uh, and, but, and, and we'll dig in a little bit more. But real quick, I'll just add this yeah. last point about the uh, president's executive power with regard to security clearances. There was a Supreme Court case in 1988, Navy versus Egan. Read that case. And it gives the president authority to deny, revoke, or grant security clearances at his pleasure. And that's all we need to know. The president has authority to revoke, grant, or deny security clearances all he wants. Well, the president has the authority to do a lot of things by way of law and by way of Congress, and yes, upheld by the Supreme Court that the left doesn't like him doing just because he has the ability to just look at the Immigration and Nationality Act to see that. So, yeah, it's good to know uh, that there is, um, you know, a case file, if you will, uh, the, you know, granting the president that power, but, uh, that, that doesn't stop the critics. That doesn't stop the left. And it probably doesn't stop you. And don't be surprised if there isn't a lawsuit. Do not be surprised if they don't go, if John Brennan doesn't go judge shopping, finding a liberal judge to essentially, uh, buck the, uh, uh, decision of the Supreme Court and, and stop the president from being able to implement that power, uh, to strip, uh, Brennan of his clearance. Watch and see if Brennan does not try to go to court to get his clearance back, claiming that his First Amendment rights have been violated. That would seem to be the next logical step there. Khalid, great stuff. A fountain of information are you. Uh, thanks very much. It's 1051. We got one segment left. Let's squeeze you in on AM 1420, the answer. Final segment, it's uh, 10.56. The Bob France Authority going to come to an end here in just about four minutes. We'll have Mike Gallagher, however, waiting for you in the wings. Prager, Medved, Seculo, Elder, and Walsh as well. Let me go to Frank, who's calling from Brook Park on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Frank, go ahead. Thanks. Okay. You know, back 50 years ago plus, I had a secret clearance with an aircraft company in the United States. And something these big shots have totally forgotten is... They forgot our fundamental Pledge of Allegiance to the United States of America. And guys like Brennan should just be damn glad that they have no longer going to have that responsibility. But, you know, if I didn't, and I had a very lowly job, but it had to have a secret clearance, and there were probably 12 or 15 other guys and women in, in the same section I was in. You know, we didn't blab about it. It was not even sensational. If I told you what it was, you'd almost laugh. But it was significant because it was important. 
It was ground support equipment for a decoy missile. And it wasn't even offensive missile. It was just a basic blue information with the main aircraft, the B-52, which is pretty much obsolete now. Yeah. But the point is, these guys have forgotten the fundamentals. You don't go blabbing. You don't go run down your, your bosses. You don't do anything. You, you keep your mouth shut, do your job, and keep the secret, because that's your level. And they've forgotten the, the Pledge of Allegiance. And they better, they should stop. They should be actually not just fired. They should have to go to federal court to explain why they've been shooting their mouths off, period. Thank you. Thank you for the call. That's very similar to what I was trying to say before. It's ironic that John Brennan uh, so haphazardly accused the president of treason for meeting with uh, Vladimir Putin when he himself is doing more with his big mouth, as you say, and flapping his gums, uh, when he is doing more to subvert and undermine the presidency, the commander-in-chief, and our defense uh, than anybody else has. If anything, if anybody is guilty of something resembling treason, I would, I would argue that it's John Brennan. Dan in Middleburg Heights. Hi, Dan. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking the call. I, I, I wanted to thank Khalid, first of all, for giving me credibility on his response on the same book. Uh, Khalid uh, really sees the big picture also, and now you're starting to figure out what we're trying to talk about now, putting all, you know, putting one, you know, two and two together here, you know. Well, I can't read. I can't wait to read that book. Uh, and, and a lot of people are calling off the air. I'm told too. And Dan, thanks for the call. I got to run here because we're up against it. Uh, but for those who did not hear what Khalid and, uh, and a previous caller were talking about, it's a book called Compromised, uh, Clinton, Bush, and the CIA. It's by Terry Reid. Uh, it's something I'm going to have to dig up and find a copy of or buy a copy of because uh, it sounds like we might have our answer as to why John Brennan and others are acting the way that they are. So uh, I really appreciate all that information from, uh, uh, from Khalid and others. All right, that's all the time that we've got. Thanks so much once again for joining us. Uh, thanks also to Bob Paduchik of the RNC for joining us. Tomorrow, it's a free-for-all Friday. We'll also talk to Congressman Renacci on AM 1420, The Answer. Have a great day. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.